Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoor Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you hunt or fish Alabama or in the deep south, you know that it's different down here. Spawning seasons, patterns, food sources, they ain't the same down here as in other parts of the country. At Great Days Outdoors Magazine, Southern Outdoors writers pick the brains of the best Southern hunters and anglers and give you the best how-to, where-to, and when-to articles, along with so much, much more. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern Outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. I'm your host, Brian Sin. Welcome, guys. Glad to be on here. And man, what a difference a week makes in Alabama. I'm your host, Brian Sin. Hope you guys have enjoyed the sunshine and the warmer weather. I tell you, it's crazy. You go from 19 one week to 72 the next. And I don't know about you guys, but I was looking forward to seeing the 72. But let's move on. Let's get on the podcast and talk about some fishing. On the first segment today, we're going to the Eufaula West Point Report with Captain Ken Bearden. Ken, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing really good. Appreciate having the opportunity to share our our, what's going on over here on West Point Lake. uh, Absolutely. Well, we're glad to have you, man. Appreciate you taking the time to get on. Have you been uh, been able to get out there and do a little fishing lately? Yeah, I have. I, I was out all day today and yesterday, and I'll be out tomorrow, too. This lake was on fire throughout all that cold and rainy weather. Last weekend, we had a high school tournament. No, it was weekend before last. It was about 180 boats in it. I had taken a couple of the boys out and showed them around on the lake and so I went to the meeting and the weigh-in. It took 17 pounds or something to win their high school tournament. Wow. And, yeah, and there was a 15, maybe a 16-pound stringer, a couple 14s and 13s. I mean, the, the kids really called them good. And normally, they don't catch them that good. It's usually tough on them, them young guys. But the fish were, even through all that cold weather, I mean, the, the water temperature was like 48-something but the bass was up shallow, and, and they were eating. You know, I've kind of learned those guys come to the lake, and they don't really know where the structure is, the road beds and the humps and all that stuff. So they normally just go down good-looking banks, stretches of banks, whether it's chunk rock or a bluffy-looking bank or gravel bank or whatever. And that's where the largemouth were at. When it's really heavy overcast, it tends to hurt that offshore bite because fish tend to pull off of the structure and suspend. So the boys, it was actually good that it was cloudy and rainy and and the wind blowing because that made the largemouth shallow bite. Right. Yeah, they. I was very surprised how good they did. But you know, the crazy thing, you know, it's warmed up now and the water's back up to about 52. If you hunt real hard, you can find some 56, but the bite is real slow right now. I've been out a couple of days in just bass fishing and only catch three, four, or five fish, you know, and right. I've got some of my other buddies. It's the same deal. 
one of them, he fished all day yesterday and then catch it like three fish. And I feel like they're kind of in that transition of getting ready to go into the pre-spawn mode. Anytime fish are in transition, whether it's fall to winter or from spring to summer and even from winter time into springtime, there's a little window there that it gets really tough. Sure. And you're seeing that right now at Ufala with the major league fishing down there. Some of those guys are really struggling down there, you know, and these are top pros and some of them are only catching a few fish a day and some of them are zeroing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now I haven't watched. I've just been told that by some other guys that have been watching it. So you can't quote me on that. But the guy that fished here yesterday and only caught three, he was telling me that he'd been watching it and some guys are struggling really hard at you follow. Ken, do you think it's the, I mean, we had such cold weather and then it warmed up so quick. Do you think it's just that the the temperature change? And I know that it doesn't affect the air temperature, doesn't affect the water quite the same way as it does the air. I mean, it takes a little more time. And But do you think that has messed things up a little bit and got the fish kind of like scattered and trying to figure out what's going on? Yeah. And I think they're transitioning from the, from a winter to a pre-spawn or, you know, early spring bite. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, that's always a little touchy area right there for about a week and a half, maybe two weeks. I'd probably here in another week, it'd probably be wide open again. But no, it, it's supposed to rain next week, like four days next week. So, you know, it may cool the water back off if it's a cold rain. You definitely want to, if it's cold, I mean, if it's overcast and raining, you know, I've learned just not even do the structure fishing. Just go ahead and fish out. It doesn't matter if I'm on Logan Martin or if I'm here on West Point. The sun helps that structure bite, and the clouds help that shallow water bite. Yeah. I know a lot of these lakes around the state, you know, when we picture shallow water fishing, we're picturing grass beds. You don't have that as much at no. West Point, right? No. No, you we about just have to ride around and, and target blow down the ones that are laying in the water. That was working really good when it was overcast. And I think the boy that won the high school tournament, he was fishing the blow downs. One of the boys that I take cook out, I told him for the tournament, I said, they're in the blow downs really strong. And he run that pattern from probably three quarters of the day. And he ran into a boy and they were talking and the boy was said he had one almost seven pounds and the boy i took out left to weigh in and as soon as he weighed in and there was a young man who had one that weighed 614 so he was right there at at a seven pounder you know wow. and, and and he was flipping the you know a jig in the trees too and that's kind of this like a lot of times you just fish the most obvious thing that your eyes can see whether it be rip wrap or blow down trees or big chunk rock banks sometimes the most you know we're always hunting that magical spot and sometimes it's staring us right in the face mm-hmm. i've seen that a lot I've, I've seen it when i lived up on the tennessee river on wheeler oh gosh we won so many tournaments right there off that railroad trestle downtown Wheeler where you can, you're looking up at I-65 and you're fishing the railroad trestle right there and guys are zooming by right and left and we're sitting there slow rolling the spinnerbait off the corner of it just wearing them out. That's awesome. Yeah. Why is there no grass in West Point? It's a big lake. Well, 
once the water does come up, uh, you'll start seeing it in May, and it's mostly up the river from uh, Yellow Jacket Creek up. Now, they have started a program taking some grass out of Lake Oconee, just like what the same kind of grass that you see on the Coosa River, just the shoreline mm-hmm. grass. Right. Yeah, some of them call it gator grass. They've been planting that here for about four years now. They'll go out there in May and June and transplant it from there to here. But they have a strange schedule of, of drawing this lake down real early and, and not raising it up to late. That mm. Their schedule is to be at full pool the first day of June. And then they start drawing it back down in first of September. Not a whole lot of growing period. season. Yeah, not a whole lot of growing no, season there. Not. Well, that's no. It, this is this lake catches all the runoff water from all the way from here to Lake Lanier. There's nothing but you know rivers and streams coming into the river. So anytime there's a really hard rain upstream, is this is a catch basin lake to hold that water so it doesn't flood the town of West Point down there. Well, that so makes sense. It does, but I mean. With the technology we have today, they could see the storms coming and pull the lake down to catch that water. You know, sure. that stuff was written years ago when lake before the lake was even built. When they were in the process of thinking about it, and they need to go back and redo some of that because we're we've been down like seven feet all winter long, and there's really no point in being seven feet low. I can see four foot, but seven hurts a little uh, bit. Everything is bone dry at seven, pretty much. That's right. Well, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like the high school tournament went great. They caught a lot of fish. I mean, that's a good, that's a good weight right now, especially with well everything we've had come through, you know? Well, that same day, there was one out of Yellow Jacket, and it took almost 15 pounds to win. And that was our top local guys fishing it. There's also another club tournament out of Yellow Jacket. And I don't know what one is, and there was one out of Pine Road Park, and I don't know what one it either, but there was a, a ton of boats on the lake that day. Uh, Man. Well, and so you're targeting the shallower water right now, and your fall downs, lay downs, and with the jig. Does the color seem to matter right now? Yeah, we're, we've been coming up, approaching the full moon, and so I've swapped from the watermelon color to the black and blue jig. Because they do shed their skin, you know, on that full moon. And I have seen crawfish at the boat ramps. And the tips of their pinchers would just be blue as they could be. Just, I mean, a real beautiful color. Almost kind of like a coral-looking blue. Mm-hmm. So I know they change. And then there's times that I've seen them and they're, they're orange. They're kind of green back and they'll have orange pinchers. So... It changes and changes, you know, they usually shed that on the full moon. So I usually throw the black and blue February and March. And then I quit, I pretty much quit jig fishing once they get into the shallow water. My main bait to be here in the next few weeks will be a Carolina rig lizard on the points for those fish that are coming up staging before they go back in the pocket. They'll start raising this lake probably in about another two weeks. They'll start inching it up about an inch a day. And because at the end of March, it should be only about four feet low. Mm. Because when the fish start bedding, every day they get a little, little bit deeper and a little bit harder to see them. Because they pull up and, then, you know, and they, they make their nest. And, and then the water starts again. raising. 
Yeah, and then the water starts coming up a little bit each day, so it gets just a little bit harder. And then you get to your piling starts falling too. So yeah, stains the water up a little bit. Yeah, but I we catch them on the before they get to that point. Carolina rig lizard, a jig, any kind of flat-sided, shallow-running crankbait, even a, just a square bill KVD. We in the middle of March, we've really done well on the chartreuse with the black bag, the 2.0 does really good good stuff man well we appreciate it thank you for jumping on today and sharing that with us it sounds mm-hmm. like uh, i mean there's been some good fishing and there's still some struggles going on right now as well just with everything changing but for somebody who may be coming up there to fish over the next couple of days what is your you follow west point tip of the day i would say cover as much water as you can if you catch one, don't expect it, uh, one to be in a spot that looks just like that one. Mm-hmm. Kind of like junk fishing. If you see a brush with any kind of little twigs sticking up, stop and fish it. If there's a blowdown and the one part of it's laying in the water, stop and fish it. But the, you can't get locked in on that. you got to keep moving right now and cover a lot of water. Cover a lot now, of water. I've been taking veterans out the last few days to the Veterans Fishing Organization and a lot of those guys can't cast real good. We've been averaging 20 to 25 stripers and hybrids from 5 pounds up to 12 pounds. Today, we I don't know how many we caught today, probably about 25. I had a veteran come from up above noon and up there somewhere, and uh, he brought his 17-year-old son, and they had this, a great time. And we just pitch a fish head spin out behind the boat and troll over the top of the timber. The strappers, they'll come up to the top of the tree, which the top, most of the trees are topped out at 10 foot below the surface right now. So we put a quarter ounce on there with a Super Fluke Junior on there. And I just put my trolling motor on about half speed. And so that gets the bait down around eight feet and the trees are topped out at 10. So if you come by a tree and there's one sitting there at the top of that tree, he just, you know, he'll come up and just nail it. So we, we have been catching some spotted bass out on the roadbed, but they've been in like 30 feet of water, you know, on oh, a digging wow. spoon or either a drop shot. There's plenty of that. that that's easy fishing right there. We've been doing it up in the creeks, about halfway back in the creeks. So if you got any veterans that, that listening, that go on vfohome.org and set up a trip with me, it don't cost you anything. It's free for our veterans. Man, that's uh, great. I love that you do that, Ken, and and uh, I know that it's appreciated by the veterans. Just a heck of a way to give back. So thank you for that. And this week's You Follow West Point Tip of the Day is brought to you by Sun South. From outdoors equipment, parts, service, accessories, Sun South has you covered. On the best for less, visit Sun South or sunsouth.com for quality John Deere equipment. Sun South for those that do. All right, Ken, if somebody mm. wants to come, you just gave it, but give it again of how if a veteran wants to come, how can they look you up? And then if somebody wants to book a trip with you on, on West Point, what's the best way to contact you, buddy? It, if it's a veteran, they can go on vfohome.org. That's uh, VFO, short for Veterans Fishing Organization, home, H-O-M-E, dot org. And there's an application they fill out, and they hit send, and that sends me an email. That, and then I, I get back in touch with them. We set up a time. If they want to go out on a regular fishing trip, 
you can go on kenbeardandfishing.com and you can email me through Google that way or you go to just to email kenwithvfo at gmail.com. And then you can do the the city of LaGrange has a website. Visit, I think it's visit LaGrange. I'm on there as a web as a guide with all my contacts on there. Facebook, Ken Beard and Fishing, or the Veterans Fishing Organization. Both those are on Facebook. You can find me. You can Google Ken Beard and LaGrange, Georgia, and you'll see all kinds of fishing stuff. Awesome. Well, Ken, man, thank you. Appreciate you getting on as always, and uh, appreciate what you do out there. So. Man, look forward to having you on next time. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks we have it back on. I imagine the fish will start moving up by then, probably with this warmer weather. And hopefully, man, you're going to have another great report for us. So thanks a lot for jumping on and stay safe out there, buddy. Thank you, sir. God bless y'all. God bless you. Take care. Right, bye-bye. All right. Great report, Ken. Appreciate, uh, appreciate him being on. If y'all get over in the West Point area, or if you're a veteran, uh, reach out to Ken. He does a great job with, with taking the veterans out and also with guiding on West Point Lake. So reach out to him and uh, go catch some fish. So let's move on up north a little ways to the Coosa Tallapoosa for segment two with Captain David Hare. And let's talk about some stripes. What's going on, Captain David? Hi, everything's going good. Glad to see this sunshine here the last day or two. How y'all doing? Man, I am right there with you, buddy. It's uh, It's been so enjoyable to be able to get out and enjoy a little sunshine. A lot different than last week. Weeks make a lot of difference for us here. It really does, especially this time of year. I mean, it, you get a little sunshine. It sure does help your feelings and uh, helps these fish want to do their thing. That's right, man. Well, how are the fish doing? You've been on Lake Martin, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Never leave this lake. I'm on here pretty much every day. Everything's going real good. I get my days mixed up, but I think it was Monday. I had a trip, and we boated 37 fish and finally ran out of bait and had to call it. Good gracious. We we didn't have any 30-pound fish, but we had a lot of pretty fish. I mean, it was just crazy good. Man, that's awesome. That's a lot of fish. Yep. That's a lot of stripes. Yep. What would what would probably be like an average there size on a day like that? Uh, catching a lot. On that day, catching that many, you're going to average probably eight to ten pound fish. That's uh, fun. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, shoot you. Hey, like my client told me, I, I'd say, is that a good one? He said, how many times are you going to ask me that? Anything that's on my hook's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's well said. Yeah. Good stuff. And, uh, even though we mainly concentrate on the stripers, just for some of the crappie fishermen that's out there listening today, the crappie fishermen are really starting to catch some pretty crappie now, too. Uh, yesterday, I saw them boating uh, a lot of crappie in the Camp Aska area, and anybody that fishes Lake Martin for crappie, they understand where that area is, and there's a lot of crappie in there. You know, that's something that you never hear about, and we had a caller on, a bass guy, uh, last week from Lake Martin, you know, we've got so many great fisheries around the state of Alabama, and you hear about Gunnersville and how great it is, and you hear about Logan Martin and Lay and Smith, and I mean, you you falling on and on. Lake Martin gets uh, it gets overlooked sometimes, and yeah. it's a great I, fishery, but it gets almost thrown into a recreational like boating type, and it is. It's it's great for that as well. 
but people forget there's also some really good fishing in there so i'm <clears throat> no doubt i mean and you're right summertime it is a recreational lake but people are still catching fish just like us we're catching fish before the recreational boats even get out there in the summertime but this lake is awesome for fishing all different uh, species year round and like right now and and for the next several weeks or two or three months crappie fishing is going to be good of course bass fishing is too and it's really cranking up for the bigger stripers you know for springtime i mean they'll be as big as they get you know march april and may and over into june there'll be some that hadn't quite spawned out yet then once that spawning season's over you know we'll go back to catching them deep and still catch some good quality fish last year our big fish i believe was it was either 42 or 44 pounds last year that's awesome and yeah and that was a july fish so it's nothing to say you can't catch a great big fish during the middle of the summer but it's just it's got something for anybody that likes to fish they can find what they like to catch here in in this lake pretty much i mean the brim fishing's awesome in the summertime the crappie fishing's good spring and fall and and winter and striper fishing's good year round bass fishing's good year round and actually this past year and all through the winter even the cat fishermen they were catching real pretty catfish all the way through the winter that's great man well it's like with the crappie fishermen do you see a lot of crappie fishermen on i mean you're out there on it every day pretty much i mean do you see a lot of crappie fishermen do they is it a lake where you see them trolling for crappie jigs and shiners right i know what you're asking and i'm just gonna say on a saturday You'll see some people, you know, what I call strolling, you know, with several rods out, you mm-hmm. know, easing around with crappie jigs out, pretty much like they do on Wise Lake. But like yesterday, I saw five crappie boats and down in the Camp Ask area. None of them were trolling. It looked like to me they were all fishing with minnows because they were all sitting still. They were all catching crappie. Then you have the real serious crappie guys that actually build their own fish habitat you know right. and go and fish that and they're fishing jigs and minnows then you know another week or two when the water comes on up you're gonna have people you know that might not even have a boat but like fish they're gonna be catching crappie off of their dock here in another week to two maybe three weeks and that'll that'll last for for several weeks and even over into the summer, they'll catch crappie off their dock at night. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure there's some good-sized crappie in there. We know there's some good-sized stripe in there, don't we? I mean, uh, but I'm assuming yeah. and the bass fishing is getting better. It is. With the blueback herring that they put in, I mean, that's improving. So I know the, I imagine the crappie's going right along with them, and they're getting bigger and better fishing for them as well. It is. They had a Alabama Bass Trail had a tournament here this weekend, and and you know me, I don't keep up with bass fishing and all that. I just know what I read and what some what some of my buddies that fishes tournaments tell me. It didn't take a whole lot to win the ABT tournament Saturday. I think you know close to fourteen pounds. But I mean, my gosh, uh, we had a rough week last yeah. week. Uh, but 
but they did weigh in you know several people weighed in some five pound fish you know they might not have had a limit but they weighed in some real nice fish that's awesome well let's talk about the striping stripe fishing real quick so how how are you catching them right now are they deep are they starting to move up you live bait right now i mean what what are we doing Yes, sir. We're definitely live baiting, and I am still catching them deep. I actually went and did some planer boarding yesterday, hoping that I could catch some on planer boards in some shallower water. All right. And I Explain had, that to me really quick and to our listeners okay. that might not know what that is. Okay. When we talk planer boards, we're not talking about planer boards like they use at the coast, which is a diving board, getting your bait down deep. The these ought to really be called spreader boards, but they're you know the name of them's planer boards. I call them poor man outriggers. All they're doing is spreading your baits out, and we're putting live bait behind those boards. And you got some that's running to the right of the boat, and some running to the left of the boat. So where you can get a real wide spread, and you're spreading those live baits out. So they're not getting tangled around each other. And I'm trolling with my trolling motor about one to one and a half miles an hour in creeks or in the river or out on real shallow points. Or if I see some fish up close to the top, even out in the middle of the lake, I might work that area with planer boards and trying to get a topwater bite. They'll actually explode on those baits. And I'll put those baits out anywhere from 14 to 50 foot behind my, behind each planer board. And it's just a good way to c- cover a lot of water because you can spread them out ever how far you feel safe to run your board. I'll put four boards out, two on each side, and stagger them. And then I'll put two free lines, uh, like on spinning rods, I'll put them just directly behind the boat and i staggered those also so i'm pulling six live baits at one time wow and i might be covering a a hundred foot wide span either working you know just working whatever area i'm fishing that's awesome it's a lot lot a lot a lot of fun and you don't have to use heavy equipment doing it and i just use whatever bait that i think they're feeding on size wise you know i try to max my bait if somebody comes up there are they able to go is there a place to go where they can you know just like when we're going shiner fishing we may stop and get some shiners at the store can you do that or do you with these the type of bait you're having to use for these stripers which is a lot bigger bait you're going out gas net and catching those yes sir i actually have a full-time bait guy that works for me and he has to catch bait a lot at at night and meet me with the bait and all but yes you can catch them and you can catch bait during the day too but i tell people that don't want to cast net bait or don't have a boat to go access that type of bait or whatever a lot of the bait shops carry what they call black salties which is uh it's a cross between a goldfish and a shiner and the name of it's black salty they're easy to keep alive you don't have to have any special tanks or anything like that you can just about throw them in a five gallon bucket and keep them and the stripers will hit those and you buy them in several different sizes at a lot of the it, pretty much any bait store that sells crappie minutes are going to sell black salties too 
and so so that's what i suggest for the people that don't want to go catch their own bait well that's good man well it sounds like it's a good time of the year right now you're you're obviously catching a lot of fish if y'all put 35 and boat run out of and run out of bait the other day and it's it's just gonna get better from here right oh shoot yeah i mean we're at the beginning of the best time of the year for shallow water fishing and for big stripers and we're the lake level still down seven feet right now they'll they'll actually stop pulling water and start holding it sunday the the last day of this month i think that's sunday or monday they'll start holding the water and, and the lake will just gradually start uh, filling, up, coming, yeah. filling up and that usually takes about six weeks and if it fills up like real slow over a period of four to six weeks every day just gets better and better because the water temp's gonna start getting warmer yesterday it was 51 degrees you know i'm prime time is 60 to 62 degree water temp i mean that's yeah, I mean that's just a. That's no just right around the corner. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And what yes. time of day are you fishing? Are y'all fishing early, early in the morning? Still, is that when you catch what? them? Are y'all fishing all the way up through noon? Yeah. Well, right now we're still able not to. We're not having to go out till about seven or seven thirty in the morning, and fishing till about one or or two in the afternoon. Nice. Uh, now, the warmer it gets. And the warmer the water gets, the earlier we'll start going. Say by April, you know, we might be leaving at daylight. Uh, right. It all depends on the weather. Good stuff. For this week's Coosa Talapusa tip of the day, what tip would you bring us today, Captain David, if somebody was coming up to uh, want to catch some, some stripes? I guess the tip of the day would be, don't stay just in the creeks or the river channel because the weather's pretty. You might have to get out in the deeper water, uh, deeper part of the lake, and look for these stripers in 40 to 50 feet deep because all of them are not in the shallower water yet. In fact, the majority of them have not moved there yet. Oh, that is a great tip. And this week's Coosa Talapusa tip of the day is brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com, and these guys know how to grow big. Captain David, if uh, somebody wants to book a trip with you, buddy, and let you put them on some fish and have a great time doing it, I mean, 35 fish averaged 8 to 10 pounds, and it's just going to get better, that's a fun day. So uh, if any of you guys listening and want to reach out to Captain Dave and book a trip, how do they need to do that? Best way is to either call or text me at 256-401-3089. And if you didn't have time to write that number down, just, you know, pull me up on the internet or up on Facebook, com. Good stuff, man. Well, we appreciate you being on, buddy. I always look forward to having you on here and, and I can't wait to have you back on in a couple of weeks and let you give us another great report and tell us how big a fish you're catching on Lake Martin. So thank you for being on and stay safe out there, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brian. All right, man. Take care. All right. All right. Bye-bye.
All right. Great report from David, man. He is catching the striped bass on Martin. So y'all get up there and fish with him. Let's keep going north and let's go to Gunnersville and Pickwick with one of my favorite guys, Brad Whitehead. Brian, how you doing, man? Man, we are finally thawing out over here. It has been rough, you know, for the past week. These sunny days has got me fired up. I'm actually sitting out in the garage as we speak, getting some rods ready and ready to hit the water first thing in the morning. That's what so. I'm talking about. You guys had a pretty – we didn't get what y'all got here in Birmingham, but you guys got some – y'all got some snow and ice and stuff, didn't you? We did. We did. It, it locked us down. Most of the businesses was closed for at least four days. School was out all week. The city wow. systems, city employees, they were all shut down. You got out at, say, 10 o'clock at night. You wouldn't see nothing but four-wheelers and Jeeps and, you know, kids having fun and, and adults, too, because this it's probably been, I can't tell you the last time, probably the early 80s that I actually saw the, the town shut down as bad as what it was. So wow. uh, we were blessed. Uh, most of the shows kept us, uh, you know, they kept the streets clear for the fire department and the police departments. And, um, it was, it was nice. You know, we were kind of ready right. for a break. I know, I know your last, your last guide there from Martin, we were actually at Martin a couple of weeks ago fishing a tournament. It's a, um, you, we were ready for a break, but I'm going to be honest with you, about three days of that is about all I can take, and I'm ready to get out and do something. And you can't do That's much right. in snow and ice. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. It's just crazy to me how, I mean, we're so close together, really. You know, I'm in Birmingham, you're in North Alabama, and we didn't get none of that. I mean, we were just, it's just another day here. So, yeah, I wish we would have got a little more, to be honest with you, just so we could enjoy it and uh get out and, and have fun a couple of days in it but glad it's throwing out for you i know you're ready to get back on the water what's the fish doing right now well i'm gonna tell you and i've heard it for years i heard it when i first got into fishing my both my granddads would say this and you know by the fishing reports from the last couple of days it's true and, and i always believe them but you know you got that generation that's got these ideas that you go there's no way no that's not it but, you know, what happens is, especially when you get ice, when you get ice and snow over these lakes, it puts nitrogen in the water. And what it does, it makes these fish very uncomfortable. And I'm talking fast, crappie, you know, catfish, and it just shuts them down. And hopefully, the last two or three days, we've had sunshine. A lot of that's burned off. They're getting back to uh, normal now. They are, I talked to a guy today that fished below Wheeler Dam, which would be on Wilson. And they are, they're turning on spillways. You know, we just come out of this freeze. We've got three or four beautiful days. And starting Friday, they're saying we're probably going to get close to four inches of rain. So that's going to shut us down again. So it's a typical February. Uh, I'd love to have this weather in November like we used to, November yeah. and 1st of December. <laughs> but one of the things is um, the water temperature. The water temperature is on Pickwick is 44, 45 degrees. That's that's cold for North Alabama. That's you know, cold. That puts these fish, they get real slow. They get real sluggish. Kind of, you just kind of have to wait your time. You know, right now, the guys that are able to go on those warmer days, you know, they're catching fish. Talked to several guys that's, that's bought these live scope. They're targeting schools of fish that a lot of the trollers can't, can't target. They're schooled up really, really tight. So therefore, they can pull up there and catch these fish with those live scopes 
where a lot of the trollers, they might go through and catch one or two, but they're really not going to, unless stay they sit the down school. on those fish, they're not going <laughs> to stay on the school. So what happens, those schools will start breaking up as the water gets warmer, as far as the crappie, and the bass works very, very similar. I apologize for this dog barking in the background. The crappie will they'll eventually bust up. They'll start moving, and the trollers, they'll pick up their their limits then. And a lot of these guys are going to the live scope. I, I haven't yet. Uh, my style of fishing, you know, it's really not going to help me. You know, it might help as far as the bass, but as far as the crappie, the way I do it, it's not going to help me. But it's just right. a tool, you know. And I think a lot of these guys are going, oh, man, we're not going to be able to catch no fish unless we have a live scope. Well, that's not true. We hadn't had a live scope the last 60 years. That's right. And these guys are still catching fish. So It's another good tool, right? I mean, it's it's it another is. tool in your box that, that, that can help and improve things, but it's not – but you ain't got to have it. No, we're, we're so blessed to look back. You know, our granddaddies that fish, you look at what they had. I mean, I remember as a kid pulling crankbaits. My granddad was one of the first guys in this area that pulled crankbaits in the summertime. I thought it was the boringest hottest thing you could go do you know i hated it you know would get in that bass tracker he'd put that boat in gear he had no idea how much line he had out the speed he was going he knew if he put out two bandit crankbaits he was going to catch crappie in the summertime look how far we've gone you know we're going from two rods to being able to fish with ten. i think sometimes we overthink it that goes for bass i had uh i had one of the the best bass guides in north alabama I think you maybe talked to him a couple of times, David Allen. He told he told my son Nathan. He told him one of the best things that you could probably tell a young person coming up into fishing, and it went like this: Don't fish a fishing hole, fish a fishing pattern. And when you sit back and think about that, if you come with me tomorrow, we're probably going to go to the last place I caught fish, but that might not be the pattern for that day. And I credit him for telling my son that because it's totally changed his mind on how he approaches a new lake. Prime example, we fished at Lake Martin a couple of weeks ago. It was 252 boats, high school tournament. Everybody headed for the clear water. Well, we didn't do that good in clear water on practice. I said, well, let's try muddy. We went to the muddy water, first cast. Nathan Jacks won, his partner Sam Jacks won. Well, guess what? Muddy water pattern for us. Might not be for everybody, but it's, it's our pattern. We fished Martin, I don't know, a dozen times, and we did not catch one fish. We didn't even go to one spot that we fished in the past. We, we developed a pattern, and guess what? They Out of 52 boats, they placed seventh. So that's something to really think about. And, and, and Man, David hit a home run. I love, I love that, and I look at, you know, the, the difference in, you know, people, certain times of the year we can all go out and throw a spinner bait or a crankbait and you know right time of the year we can you, you can go out and you can catch fish but what makes a difference in guys that really know what they're doing and i translate this over to baseball and i had this conversation with a dad yesterday uh a- after the high school game was over talking about his son the difference is the approach are you going out there and just doing the same old i mean what's your approach here are we is it the right approach just like this kid here, he's the best hitter on our team. He's already signed a scholarship. He's struggling a little bit right now. I slow mowed a video, and I could see that he's he was pulling off his front side a little bit, opening up too much, kind of spinning through the ball. 
and his bat wasn't staying in the, in the zone very long. And I, I stopped the video and I said, and I showed his dad, I said, see this right here? And he's like, yeah, what do we need to change? I said, nothing. I said, mechanically, this kid is solid. He's big, he's strong. He's got a very sound swing. I said, it's his approach. I said, he is trying because he is expected to be a home run hitter. He's trying to hit every single ball to left or left center. And I said, that's causing him. And ain't nobody throwing him in, right? Ain't nobody throwing this kid in. He's huge. Right. And everybody knows he's a power hitter. So the, I, I ain't never given that kid an inside fastball. So he's trying to take an outside pitch and pull that ball to the left side of the field. And that's making him spin. If he will take a different approach and say, okay, I'm going to go up to the plate looking to drive something to center field. All he did was change his approach. That's going to keep him in the zone a little bit longer. If he gets that inside pitch, if the pitcher screws up and leaves it over the plate, middle end, athletically, he's going to turn on that. But, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, after his dad follows up and has that conversation with him, I, I bet you see this kid go back to doing what he's done in the past and, and start. Anyway, I love talking approach, whether it's baseball, whether it's fishing, because it's not to be better than everybody else that's fishing and the average fisherman that's going out there. It's approach. You go in, you look at a lake. What's the water temperature? What stage of the fishing in? Is it clear? Is it muddy? And you take all those things and you create an approach. You don't just go out there and start throwing, which yeah. is what most yeah. of us do. And, and it is. We go back to what we did before. Well, right. you know what? The water's come up two foot. We've got current. It's not the same conditions. I used to try to log that stuff every year, and people go, "It'll go." You can go back and check. You, you know what? You probably could back in the eighties, but you've got ten times more people fishing. You got ten times more pressure. And I'm going to tell you. I mean, and you know this. The weather from the eighties is not like it is today. No. Nope. And to me, that changes everything. And what you do, and I say this a lot, especially in crappie fishing, when I put that boat, when that boat comes off the trailer in the morning, I can pretty much tell you what we're going to do. Just simply because of the sky, the wind, the yep. water color. I got a pretty good idea. Prime example, I'm standing outside right now. I've watched that moon since about 12 o'clock today. Mm -hmm. So it tells me, I'm not going to get there at daylight in the morning. I might not get there to 7 o'clock, 7.30. I'm going to probably say the middle of the day with a full moon is going to be when we catch our fish. This time of year, if you're wondering, well, you know, i got three days to fish. I wonder what would be the best day. No doubt. you got sunshine from 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock, you better go. Regardless, yeah. even if you got wind, whatever, if you've got sunshine from now to the 1st of April, you better go try if you have that opportunity because that's going to be your game changer. Sunshine helps this time of year, 100%. Yep. So, no doubt. No doubt. We're, we're ready, though. I'm yeah, well, and the fish, will, the fish will start moving up soon, and if they haven't already, just need a little warm warm weather to put them on there. Well, let me ask you this, on, and we do a tip of the day on here. for So for this week's tip of the day, what would you tell our listeners if they're coming up to go fishing in the next couple of days, Pickwick, Gunnersville, what's your tip? Well, the first thing is is to watch the weather. Right now, in the next four to five days, we are showing anywhere from four to five inches of rain. 
if you're coming to Wilson or Pickwick, that's going to create a lot of current. Okay. That's going, that, that is the game changer on Pickwick and Wilson. So there's an app you can go to. TVA has an app. It's a free app. You can go download it. It shows you how much current is coming through these dams. And that's a big thing right now. The last I looked toward the first, well, a couple of days ago, it's like 110,000. That's smoking. So you really need to be careful. That's one great thing about what, what you're doing right now. You can go and listen to this. It don't cost a dime and get free information. Uh, most of these guides, from what I hear, they leave their phone numbers, pick up the phone and call. All the guides I know will give you some information, even if you don't book a trip with them, just to give you an idea of what's going on, or a text, or an email, just to say, hey, you, you're probably wasting your time, or you better get down here in the next five days. Mm. So there's a lot of things out there on the market right now that you can go to and get some information. But right now, the next five days will be pretty critical after tomorrow on our water situation. And, you know, the ground's saturated up here. There's water still standing from the snow. Uh, you can't walk across your yard, you know, without bearing mm -hmm. down a half an inch. So my point is, once this rain starts, it's going to empty into these creeks. And, uh, you know, it's going to fill them up. It's going to push it toward the lake. And it's just going to it's going to be a mess for for the next couple of days. So if you're coming up this way, be careful. If it's when you set your vacation, come on. We, we would love to have you up here. We uh, great hotels, places to eat. Bring your wife. Uh, the guy I'm taking tomorrow, he's bringing his wife. She's going to shop while we fish. You know, everybody's happy. We've got plenty. Of everybody's happy. I think I made her so happy when I told him. <laughs> and I normally don't do it, but this gentleman. He's been with me several times. I said, hey, I'll come uh, get you yeah. so your wife can So your wife can have the car and, and her I truck and she can go. She in like, in yes. the background. She said, I love you, man. That's a big deal. So, That's uh, great, man. You know. That's good stuff. Well, this week's Coosa Talapusa tip of the day is brought to you by Bucks Island Marina. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass pontoon bow rider style boats new and used motors as well as kayaks for sale they love trade-ins which provide a steady stream of used boats they can rig your boat at their 18 bay service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the united states they provide boat service on all kinds of boats even if they weren't purchased from brooks island they have factory trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama 35907, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. All right, Brad, man, we appreciate it, buddy. Always love having you on here, man. You're one of our favorites for sure, and, and I know you're ready to get back out there and, and get after it. You know, we always want to update, too, on how your son's doing in the, in the high school bass fishing, and, and we'll hit that next time as well. We can get another update on that. Man, if somebody wants to come up there or reach out and call you and just say, hey, what do I need to do? And, and you know, maybe book a trip with you or maybe just get some advice like you were talking about. How do they need to get in touch with you, Brad? Hey, the simplest way is to call me or text me. Phone number is 256-483-0834. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook, Instagram. I will give a little plug. Uh, we're working. There's several of the guides up here. We're working with a hotel. It's called the Coldwater Inn, locally owned. It's right on the highway. You come up, you go fishing with us, or even you decide you want to come up and just bring your wife and you fish on your own. 
give me a call. I'll get you in touch with them. They're giving some big discounts for fishermen. The hotel's got 24 plugs, and they're going to add some more in the next month or two. So if you come up this way, even if you don't book with one of us, holler at us. Let us get in touch with, you know, get you in touch with them to save you a little bit of money on your hotel. So Good stuff, man. That's great to know. You guys reach out to Brad and uh, book a trip with him or get some information from him. He's, uh, Y'all know he's a wealth of knowledge and knows what he's doing up there. So, Brad, man, thank you for being on. Always appreciate you, and I uh, look forward to having you again next time. Okay, bud. Talk to you soon. Take care, man. All right, guys, that's a great report for today. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's like, like we say, it's good and it's bad and it's ugly. And, and it's for, it's been a little bit ugly the last few weeks here and with the crazy weather we're getting, but we know what time of year it is. And we know the good is right around the corner. So that's going to be a wrap for this week's show. Please subscribe, rate, and drop us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. If you'd like us to email you to the podcast, we'd love to do it. Just text the word fishing to 646-495-9867. And we will send you the show each and every week. That's it for today. We're out. Look forward to talking to you next time. See ya. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com. And these guys know how to grow big. And brought to you by... Sun South. From outdoor equipment, parts, services, accessories, Sun South has you covered on the best for less. Visit SunSouth or SunSouth.com for quality John Deere equipment. Sun South for those that do. And brought to you by Bucks Island is a family-owned and operated business since 1948. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. Give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by Brian Sand with National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Just give me a call at 601-383-2344.